There's a word from the Lord as we continue this Just One Word series. Over the last several weeks, in fact, starting second Sunday in September, we began formulating a word cloud, spiritual word cloud of just one word, empowered, thankful, amen. You see them on the board, confident, just blessed, amen. All the words, perseverance on the board, amen. Pastor Antoine preached fearless. Uh, last week, Pastor Lawson did a beautiful job with the word surrender. And now we share with you another word. This is the 12th message, including the two messages by Pastor Antoine and Pastor Lawson. And we encourage you at the end of this series to get them all, to go back and listen to them all. This is the 12th word, 12th message in this series. The text is found in the Old Testament prophetic writings of Haggai. Haggai chapter 2 and verse 9. Fortunately, you don't have to turn to it in your Bible. Amen. We'll put it for you on the screens. Amen. We'll put it for you on the screens. Haggai chapter 2 and verse 9. Reading from the New Living Translation, we pray that God will bless this word on today. Listen to what the text says. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord of Heaven's army. And in this place I will bring Peace, I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Once again, the text says, The future glory of this temple will be, and here's the word for this week, will be somebody shout greater. Come on, someone shout greater. That's the word for this week, greater. Clap those hands, take your seat, to give God a hand of praise. Greater is coming. <laughs> Greater has been promised. Greater is what God is all about. Listen, two weeks ago, as we celebrated our 58th church anniversary, it was stated in the message uh, entitled Rejoice. The word two weeks ago was rejoice. It was stated in that message that every day is a good day to rejoice. You still believe that? Yeah, well, this is a day the Lord has made. We ought to do what? Yeah. We ought to rejoice. The service two weeks ago was an incredible, well-deserved celebration of what the Lord has done, as well as what the Lord is currently doing. And that was necessary. We should always celebrate what God has done and what God is doing. But that was two weeks ago. We now have celebrated, we now have rejoiced, 
and I'm hearing God says, is now time to turn the page. Amen. We don't rejoice forever. We don't celebrate forever. We don't build shrines and monuments just about what God has done. Uh, because if you do, the Old Testament tells us people will have the propensity to idolize what they build a shrine and a monument to. That's why people who are stuck in the past build shrines and monuments. People who are concerned about the future design plans, build buildings, create ministries. God says, today, on this day, the last Sunday in November, in the year 2021, God wants to talk about the future, not the past. He wants to talk about your future, not what you've been through. I know some of you keep a record of everybody who's done you wrong. Some of you can never forget all the things people put you through. But today is a day to let it go and think about what God has for you, not what you've been through. Amen. Listen, I'm reminded of this, Mother Jackson. I'm reminded of something my dad, your husband, Bishop Jackson, would often say to us when there was too much talk about all the good things we've done. Too much talk, Deacon Moore, about look at what we're doing or what dad really did not like a lot is to hear the expression, the good old days, all the good things we've done. He would say to us, and I quote, remember that God is a God that always exceeds himself. <laughs> in other words, God doesn't get stuck in the past or obsessed with the present that he can't do greater things in the future. Uh, Bishop Jackson said that to remind us that no matter how great things have been, no matter how great things currently are, that we serve a God who will do and can do even greater things in the future. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody in here knows that the God you serve can do even greater things for you in your life in the future? Somebody ought to put a hand clap of praise and shout one time to make the devil mad greater. <laughs> I like it. This is why it is so important. Please do not take this the wrong way. This is why it is so important that we do not dwell too much on the things we have accomplished, but more on the things that by the help of God we will accomplish. That is why it is important not to dwell too much on all the horrible things you have been through, but the good things that God is about to take you to. <laughs> that is why it is important not to keep a record of everybody who's done you wrong, but to praise God for all the new people he's going to place in your life that's going to help you 
reach your goals and do what God has called you to do. Amen, somebody? Listen, I, I shared a story earlier during the 8 o'clock service, and I'll share it now. Although I see my sister-in-law, uh, sister-in-law of his sister Lisa Jackson, and it pains me to say this because she is such an annoying New England Patriots fan. She loves those Patriots, and, and contrary, I, I just somehow don't like the Patriots. And I know a lot of great people from South Carolina. My dear friend Richard Seymour played for him. The late David Patton played for him. Stephon Gilmore used to go to church here and play. But I just don't like the Patriots. Y'all excuse football analysis. So last week, Pastor Lawson, my wife and I spent a few days in New England. We had a tour guide that was showing us so some of the historic New England sites. And he could not stop talking about the Patriots. Every place we ran, people had on a Patriot uniform, they had on a sweaters and hats, just talking about the Patriots. He says, you like the Patriots? I said, ah, you know, I, I like football. <laughs> and, and we were talking about one thing he did say that got my attention. He said this, Deacon Melton, he says, you know the thing about Coach Bill Belichick that makes him great is that he's more concerned about the next championship than the last championship. Deacon Parker, listen to this. He says right after they won a championship, he began immediately start planning for the next. I said, I got it. I, I understand what makes some people great. What makes some people great is that they're not obsessive about what they have done, but they are obsessed about what is to come. And I just want to make sure you understand that. Is there anybody in here that's so excited about the next chapter in your life? Somebody in here is so excited about what your children will do greater than what you have done, what the next generation of leaders at Bible Way will do, what the next ministry will look like. Come on, don't fool me now. But someone ought to give God a hand of praise. Two weeks ago, y'all celebrated like crazy over what God has done. I'm asking you to just give me 10 seconds of praise over what God is about to do come on over what god will ah yeah yeah what he is going to do listen to how the apostle paul puts it in philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 paul says and i quote he says brethren i do not uh, uh, verse 12 is where I want to go. He says, forgetting those things which are behind uh, and reaching, New King James Version, forth unto those things which are before. We all have to get to a point in my life, listen carefully to this next statement, in which we forget the good and the bad. They didn't catch it. I want to slow it down. We've got to forget, and when I say forget, not in a bad way, not to uh, not acknowledge that it happened, but don't be obsessed on the, I, I, I like people, but people get on my nerves that I always talk about how good they used to be. I, I, I 
don't want to know how many points you scored 30 years ago. I, I, I don't want to know how great you used to be 40 years ago. I mean, let's talk about what God is going to do. Somebody ought to turn the page. Y'all do me one favor. Just jump up one time and flip the page. Come on, come on, just. Pastor Jackson says, everybody can't move so fast. But, but if Mother Jackson can stand up with all her arthritis, everybody ought to be able to stand up one time and just flip the page and say, get ready for the next chapter in your life. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered the imagination of man. God has something great for all of you, regardless of how hard it used to be, God is about to help you turn the page. Woo. Uh, listen to this. God dropped this in my spirit. This is an analogy. Uh, we as people of faith must embrace the idea that as it relates to God in our lives, and the work of God in our lives. Here's an analogy, uh, an English or grammar analogy. There are no periods, just commas. <laughs> I want to let that sit in for you. Because see, some of you live your life like, man, I did all of that great thing, period. <laughs> now I can sit down and rest, period. But with God, there are no, somebody said, Pastor Jackson, when are you going to slow down? I said, when y'all stretch me out on this altar and y'all put those flowers there and then y'all, after you bury me, go back and eat pound cake and chicken and laugh on the way home. Amen. But as long as there's breath in my body, there will always be a comma and not a period because there's always something to do. How many of you know that God has put a comma behind the worst thing that ever happened to your life and say, it ain't over yet? How many of you know God has placed a comma behind the best things that ever happened in your life and say, I can do better than that? Anyone ought to help me celebrate? Help me celebrate the commas. Woo! Just one scripture reference to prove this, that Jesus, before we get to the text. In John chapter 14, may I preach this? And in verse 12, Jesus says something that on his face looks to be incredible. Because you've got to understand who's talking. The Son of God, the one who had performed miracles, opened the deaf's eyes, the blinded eyes, raised the dead. But then he says to his disciples, mere mortal men with flaws and problems, <laughs> men that didn't like each other, men that would betray him, deny him, curse people out. Jesus says to them in John 14 and 12, I tell you, whoever believes in me will not only do the works that I've done, but they will do even greater things 
than these. Wait, wait a minute, that blows my mind, Elder Jennifer. Wait, you mean to tell me Jesus says to these mere mortals that you are going to not only do what I have done, but you would do somebody shout greater. That's why we ought not ever get jealous over the next generation. That's why if you served a long time and somebody's coming to take your place, you ought to celebrate them. You ought to thank God for them. Every old deacon ought to have a young deacon. Every old preacher ought to have a young preacher. Every, every missionary, every usher, and the ushers are trying their best to find some, ought to get some younger people that you can help become even greater than you. Anybody want to celebrate the greatness of the next move of God? Somebody help me say greater. That's what God said greater. If there's anything I embrace and I celebrate, I hope the day will come where folk will barely remember what I've done because they would be so impressed with what is going on with the next generation. Then I've done my job, amen. And we raise up even a greater generation. Look at the text, if you will, that's found in the second chapter of the book of Haggai. This prophet, Haggai, writes during a very unique time in the life of the people of Israel. After 70 years of captivity in Babylon, exiles from Jerusalem were now allowed by King Darius of Persia to return to their homeland to do two major things, to rebuild the temple and rebuild the walls. Uh, Darius sets exiles free sends them back and people who were there represented the next generation. People such as Joshua the high priest, Haggai the prophet, Zechariah the prophet, Nehemiah the great master builder, Ezra, Ezra the great priest in the temple. They were on assignment. I'm going somewhere. Whenever there's an assignment on your life, there will always be haters. Can I say that again? We must come to the conclusion that in this world, there are more haters than cheerleaders. I tell people all the time, there are more people that will hate you than cheer you on. Even if they cheer you hypocritically. But deep down inside, they despise and are envious and jealous of you. And so with their assignment, assignment came a challenge. They were given the challenge uh, to rebuild the walls. You know the story of Nehemiah. You know the story of how they encouraged him to come down. You perhaps have heard the story of how the critic says, Elder Robert, uh, that even a fox on this wall will knock this wall down. How people found it in them to criticize but not help. Can I say that again? There are a whole lot of people still like that. 
whole lot of people can muster the energy to criticize but not help such was the case in our text not only Nehemiah, but in particular this text deals with the rebuilding of the temple upon arrival they set out to rebuild the temple which had been destroyed 70 years earlier the great temple of solomon now lies in ruin stones fallen down building have been has been crushed but god god raises up a new generation with a brand new assignment god says i need you to go rebuild on the same foundation oh i wish i had time to preach this if i had time to preach it i would tell you that the new temple was built on the old temple's foundation that that, that every new building has to have a good foundation thank god for bishop jackson thank god for elder william lord thank god for mother alberta english thank god for the people who set the stage for us to be here today. And so with this new assignment comes a challenge. Uh, can I preach to you? I'm here to tell you, everybody who has a call on your life, expect a challenge. Everyone that God is moving to a new dimension, expect a challenge. Everyone that God is using to do some great things, God has turned your life around, expect a challenge. Uh, listen, uh, the author and the great biblical scholar by the name of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, the author of Walk Through the Bible, states that when some of the old timers notice the new temple, they began to criticize. Uh, they noticed the lack of beauty and elegance in the newly built temple. They were disappointed and they became not just critical, but very critical. Dr. McGee says this, quote, sadly enough, they seemed more concerned with the beauty of the old temple than the glory of the new temple. Can I preach to somebody? Can I preach? Don't become so obsessed about the beauty and the eloquence of what was old and what has been that you forget the glory of what is to yet come. Can I get a witness? You ought to appreciate the glory of the old, but celebrate the glory of the brand new. Somebody ought to give God a hand of praise for what God is about to do, what God can do. Somebody ought to celebrate right now, this day, the next generation of mountain movers. Young people that don't even know yet because they aren't even saved yet. That God's going to use them to turn the world upside down. But eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Can you praise God in advance for what God is going to do? One day you've got 30 seconds to give God your best praise. <laughs> Help me, Zion. 
y'all do me a favor and praise God for the next chapter in your life, in your family's life, in your children's life, in your grandchildren's life. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Look at somebody and say, get ready. Get ready. God is about to show up and show out. Listen, they were being criticized. May I preach this? They were being criticized over the lack of beauty, but they failed to take note of the glory. I'm stuck right there. I'm stuck there for a moment because I'm hearing God says to me, Daryl, as a pastor, by the way, don't let people get so enamored and so carried away about the footprint of the campus that they forget the glory of the ministry. (laughs) Because a good building that does not change lives is nothing but a shrine and a monument. Amen, somebody. We, we need to change the lives. We need drug addicts to say, I once was on drugs, but now I'm delivered. We need people who are confused to say, I once was confused, but now I've been set free. So the critics came out. But for every critic, God has a word. God raises up a prophetic word through the prophet Haggai. And God writes this incredible passage, chapter 2 of this book. And there are three key insights that God shares with them that I want to share with you. Because some of you are on assignment. Some of you, God, God's going to use you in your own unique way brother Ivan and others to do what God has called you to do and there will be haters and there will be critics but listen to what God says through Haggai the first key insight God tells them is to stay motivated stay motivated chapter 2 and verse 4 listen to what God says But now the Lord says, be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua, the high priest. Be strong, all ye people in the land. And now get to work. That's what the text says. And now get to work. In other words, stay motivated. Be strong. Don't you give up on your mission. Just because there's some folk out there that don't like what you're doing, don't you dare quit. For the race is not given to the swift, neither is the battle given to the strong, but to he that endureth to the end. Be not weary in well-doing, for at the right time you will reap a harvest of blessings if you faint not. Tell somebody, stay motivated. I know it gets hard. But stay motivated. Verse 4 says, now get up and go to work. (laughs) So what they don't like you? Keep singing, young people. So what they talk bad about you? Keep doing what you're doing. Stay motivated. 
And here's the second key insight. Uh, second key insight is also found in verse number four. God tells them to stay encouraged. Listen to what he says. He says, for I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's army. Verse five, the first three or four words says, my spirit remains among you. Woo. If God be for you, if God is with you, you ought to be encouraged. If God is on your side, you don't really need anybody else. Can I get a witness? You ought to stay, those of you who are on assignment, those of you that know that God has called you to do something special, stay motivated and stay encouraged. Motivated simply means get up and go to work. Staying encouraged says God says, I am with you. I am on your side. And here is the third and the final insight. And it's found in our text scripture, verse number nine. And then God says through the prophet, and I want you to know something about your future. The future glory of this temple that you're building will be greater than the past glory. In other words, you think Solomon's temple was all right? Wait till I get through working with you. Look at somebody and say, stay focused. Stay focused. Why? Because what God's going to do next in your life will blow even your mind. I'm preaching to somebody. I want to encourage somebody right now to know that your next chapter is going to be even greater than anything you've ever received before in your life. Somebody say greater is coming. Does anybody know the best is yet to come? I know it's been hard, but get ready for greater. I know you've been through some things, but get ready for greater. Someone stand to your feet all over this place and help me celebrate greater. Shout greater. Shout greater. Take a few seconds and clap those hands and Shabbat the Lord your God and thank God for what is to come. Greater, greater. The glory God has for you is greater than any glory that has been done. I can't wait, Mother Jackson, for the next chapter of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. It's going to be greater. Not only our chapter, but your chapter. Somebody say, Lord, my chapter will be greater. Take a minute and celebrate greater, greater. 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 <laughs> Any praisers out there who can put a praise on your next chapter, on your next move, on what is about to do.
somebody get ready get ready get ready the best is on his way I see something I see something I see something put your hands to your eyes and say Lord I see it I see it I see it that's right I see it I see it I see it if you see it if you want it leave your seat meet me at the altar and embrace the next chapter that's right that's right the next chapter the next move of God the next mighty move of God young adults God's got something greater God's got something for you brother that's right that's right that's right you've got to see it before it happens you have to embrace it before you can touch it you've got to rejoice over it before it is manifested somebody shout greater It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Y'all excuse us for a moment. Anniversary is over. We're not celebrating the anniversary. We're celebrating what God is about to do. Somebody say, celebrate your future deliverance what God is going to do in your house. Woo. That's right. Listen. Listen. Israel in no breed writes this powerful song. Woo. It's our altar song. Your ladder will be greater than your past. And you will be blessed Ooh. more than you could ask. Let me try that again. Your ladder will be greater than your past. If you receive that, just point your hands this way. You will be blessed. <laughs> Young people, I'm speaking prophetically over you more than you could ask <laughs> despite all that has been done the best is yet to come and guess what your ladder shall be greater someone say greater <laughs> come on somebody say greater God wants to hear us celebrate even before we get and say greater. Anyone know that God not only is not through with you, some of you, you haven't even imagined what God is going to do in your life. Somebody say greater. Somebody, ah, help me, help me praise God for all of your grandchildren being saved. Uh, 
y'all excuse me I, I'm celebrating the future I'm celebrating what Tasha This is what God, where are my praises? Where are my praises? Come on, Anthony, tell him so your ladder. And your ladder will be greater. Your ladder. Speak it, I speak it. Sing it, man. Yeah, your will be greater. Somebody. Listen to these three insights again. Put them on the board. Stay motivated. Look at someone and say, stay motivated. Second key insight, stay encouraged. And the third one, stay focused. Number one, stay motivated. Stay encouraged and stay focused all week long stay motivated stay encouraged and stay focused and if you do these three things your ladder will be greater your your ladder listen and I save this for last you can't be greater if something greater is not in you please don't miss this I said to the church this morning at 8 without us having the greater presence of God in our lives we would never be greater no degree will ever make you greater no resume nor job title or house or accolades that people bestow upon you will never make you greater thank you Lord Ah, you all don't know how much God has been dealing with me with this and God said to me in such a way, 
because somebody said two weeks ago after we published the vision they says I am so concerned that the country doesn't know what you all are doing they says people across the country ought to know what this ministry is doing and God says no they should not because our goal is not to have a greater reputation among men but have a greater presence with God and I told God as long as you know as long as the greater lives in you then the greater will come out of you if you don't know Jesus if that greater presence is not in your life there will never be greater you would never accomplish anything greater you would never have the right relationship you would never have the right job you can never have enough of anything because what is greater is not in you if greater is what you strive for but not what you possess then it may not ever happen he has to be in you young people please do not miss this whatever you desire to do you can do it even more effectively when he lives in you listen I know young people that are in my family I know young people that are others with great entrepreneur spirits but I want to let you in on something <laughs> what made Bishop Jackson great was not his degrees because here's the truth of the matter he didn't have not one college degree Whew. in fact he went back to Midlands Technical College as a grown man and sat in a class and got his GED degree with the young people who were at least two times younger than he was Ooh. but I figured it out what made him great was not his resume what made him great was not that he was invited into the right circles because here's the truth Deacon Moore preachers during his day did not invite him in their circle they didn't think he deserved to be in their circle but what made him so great was he had the greater living inside of him and when greater lives in you greater can come out of you come on come on and tell him your ladder oh, your ladder your ladder wave those hands uh, your ladder I want to speak over each one of your lives right now. Close those eyes. To those of you that are viewing us virtually, I want to speak over your life too. I want to tell you something. To some of you, 
your next chapter will blow your mind what God is about to do I thank you Lord God I, I don't know who this is directed towards but God is speaking to me in such a heavy anointing to say that there's some people in here that perhaps felt left out felt as if it has passed them by this has nothing to do with age because I want to let you in on something Caleb Joshua's running partner Caleb Moses faithful servant said to Moses at 85 years old give me this mountain because I am as strong today as I was 40 years ago in other words God has preserved me long enough to receive my greater and some of you it may have been delayed but it will not be denied God is about to do something great in your life close those eyes Lord we thank you we bless you thank you Lord for this message thank you for this one word greater thank you for reminding us to stay motivated to stay encouraged and to stay focused and if we do then greater will come in our lives but thank you most importantly for challenging us to understand that greater cannot come out of us if we have not invited the greatest in us. I thank you, Lord, because you live inside of me. Because of you, I live, I move, I have my being. <laughs> and I know my future is going to be great because you are great. <laughs> not because I am great or we are great, but because you are, <laughs> you are the great God, Jehovah. And we say thank you. We touch and agree. We touch and agree that where we're going to is greater than what we've come through. We touch and agree that what you have in store for us is better than anything we've yet experienced. For this is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And those who know it is so said amen. Oh, amen. Elders and ministers are in the back. If you're here, you want to be saved, if you want to join the church, if you want to commit your life to the Lord, if you want to commit your life to the Lord, if you just want personal prayer right now, somebody is there to pray with you right now those of you that are joining us virtually uh, yeah come on your, your, your ladder listen as we prepare for the benediction as you stand to your feet Ooh, amen i just want us to maybe do y'all know that best is yet to come that fast version i know it's spare the moment and we don't have the choir, but at the end, we want to do that. I know the musicians know it. 
I just wanted y'all to get prepared for that, but I want to say something before we do that, because God just told me to end this service with that the best is yet to come. Get ready for God to blow your mind. Listen, trust God. Trust God, and better is on its way. I want to invite you virtually to join us for a special Bible study on Tuesday. We have been doing since the beginning of this year words of encouragement from the Psalms. And I think this is, and I, I'm prefacing this by saying I think it is because God can change his mind. God can change my mind or God can add something different. The last one is Psalms 122. And I've saved that song for this Tuesday night and it simply says this I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord Tuesday night I'm going to talk about it's time to come back to church I know, I know it's still scary out there Pastor Lawson and I know things are out there. I'm not talking to you, those of you who are here. I'm talking about to those who are not here and post on Facebook every place else you go. Okay? Maybe it's time because there's some things you can only get when two and three are gathered together in my name. Amen, somebody? Thank you for being a part of this service. Thank you for the vision offering. Thank you for what God is going to do. Incredible future God has in store for you. But come on, musicians. Come on, Brother Anthony, chosen generation. The best is yet to come. You know it, Artie. You know it, friend. Clap those hands, everybody. They got it. Come on. That's right. I'm going to say the benediction. And they're going to sing on your way out. Amen. Lift those hands. Now may the grace of God and his sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with you now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And those who receive the word for this week, shout greater. Shout greater. Shout the best is yet to come. Hold on, my brothers. Hold on, my sisters. Come Hold on. on. Hold on. Hold on, my sister. Just look up. Thank you. There is a master plan in store for you. God bless you. you Thank you. the party at the party yeah yes yeah, uh, uh.